0: Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOY app on Apple or Google Play. You know, uh, Solomon saw me in the kitchen earlier today and he said, you know, I was reading through the the, the prayer list out there, the the agenda, and it said there's going to be two speakers, and I didn't see that there was going to be two services. So I cut my message short, so you can have all of my time, and I figure I have about an hour and a half left. So we've got three hours, guys, three hours. Uh, I am very thankful that this is Trumpets. and trumpets landed on a Sabbath day because if it had landed on any other day, I think only half of us would have shown up. There was more confusion over this trumpet and when exactly it was than I think in my lifetime that I've ever seen. Uh, I was one of the perpetrators of the confusion, too. So <laughs> a lot of confusion. Look, I want to I want to talk about trumpets and and talk about uh, Something that that I think, that I believe, uh, Trumpets is really getting us prepared and ready for. If you would, let's turn over to Leviticus 23. Uh, Solomon read this earlier today, but it's worth reading. There's only a couple of verses that really specifically speak to Trumpets uh, in the Bible. And one of the things we notice when we read through it, it doesn't say a lot about Why? The why? Uh, Leviticus chapter 23. Yahweh said to Moses, say to the Israelites on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of Sabbath rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blasts. Do no regular work, but present a food offering to Yahweh. Let's turn over to Numbers chapter 29. You might notice there that uh, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to have a day of rest. We're supposed to have a a food offering, a sacred assembly. We're commemorating today with trumpet blast. I think John and some of the kids have done that uh, adequately today. Numbers 29 and verse 1. On the first day of the seventh month, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. It is a day for you to sound the trumpets. As an aroma pleasing to Yahweh, offer a burnt offering of one young bull, one ram, seven male lambs, a year old, all without defect. With the bull, offer a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with olive oil. With the ram, two-tenths, and with each of the, each of the seven lambs, one tenth include one male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you. These are in addition to the monthly and daily burnt offerings with their grain offerings and drink offerings as specified. They are food offerings presented to Yahweh as a pleasing aroma. So we're to have a sacred assembly on the first day of the seventh month, which is today called Trumpets. And we're to sound the trumpet. We're to do no work. But it doesn't have this big... Why it does not tell you, spell it out to you like some of the other commandments do? Uh, So we infer some of the things that that uh, we believe trumpets signifies. You know, one of the things, one of the clues that I think we can gather from trumpets is the trumpet itself. It's also called the Yom Teruah, you know. is day of trumpets. And teruah means to shout or to make a loud noise. Uh, And on trumpets, you know, I just recently got back from a hunting trip. And I can tell you one of the things you don't ever want to bring on a hunting trip is a trumpet. Because what you're trying to do is kind of be, if you're like me, be like Elmer Fudd, And you want to sneak around in the woods and hunt for the rabbits and the elk and everything else. So you don't want to take a trumpet because you're going to announce, as soon as you blast that thing, you're going to announce exactly where you are and where not to go if you're the the prey, right? So you don't want to bring a trumpet. But if you want
1: to announce something, you A trumpet is a good tool. I believe trumpets, Yahweh gave us this day to get us ready,
0: to get us ready for a spiritual awakening so that we can spiritually wake up. Not to be woke like BLM or one of these other things, but to be woke biblically and spiritually Yahweh's word, and Yahweh's call in our life. And this is the start, right? We are leading up to Day of Atonement. We're leading up to the Feast of Tabernacles. We're leading up to all of these things. And I think Yahweh is telling us to get ready. Prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for what's
1: coming for the week ahead. It's an announcement. It's a wake-up call. You know, I think it's right kind of in the middle of the year, right?
0: And we've got a lot of things going on in our lives, especially this year. 2020 has been a year unlike any other year, at least for me. We have a lot of things that are pulling at us. A lot of us are are thinking about our jobs or our families or we're thinking about Corona, right? We're thinking about uh, BLM or Antifa a QAnon or something but we have a lot of things that, we're, that are consuming us and taking us away from
1: Yahweh and our thoughts and where our mind really should be set I think this comes from Jeremiah. I wanted to read this scripture to you.
0: For I know the plans I have for you, declares Yahweh, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares Yahweh and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished
1: you, declares Yahweh, and will bring you back to the place to the place from which I carried you into exile. Second Chronicles 15, 14 says,
0: they took an oath to Yahweh with loud acclamation, with shouting with trumpets and horns, all Judah rejoiced about the oath because they had sworn it wholeheartedly. They sought Yahweh eagerly, and he was found by them. So Yahweh gave them rest on every side. I think this is a start where Yahweh starts to call us back to him. Where Yahweh's telling us come back. Refocus your lives.
1: Get ready to move. Get ready Spiritually, you know, I'm reminded uh,
0: of the Old Testament story of Jericho. You know, when we we think about trumpets, a lot of times we think about the story of Jericho, uh, how Joshua sent the two spies into the land and they go into uh, the promised land right? and they're looking it over and they come back with a good report. Come up with a game plan. And Yahweh tells them, all right, get the Ark of the Covenant and go across the Jordan. And so they do. Joshua commands the people, go across. And they step into the Jordan and the waters pile up.
1: And they go across and into the promised land. And we know the story well, right? They go
0: up to the city of Jericho and they walk around it. You know, for six days, they walk around it and they blow the trumpet. And on the seventh day, they blow the trumpet seven times and the walls come falling down. And it's a story of triumph, of Yahweh's triumph, right? You think about if you were one of those people, you've got seven days to sit around and think about it, to really contemplate the situation that you're in. And you're walking around and you're looking up at Jericho and seeing the fortress the towers, the walls.
1: And they look pretty impenetrable, right? And you're walking around with a trumpet. You know, you've got the shofar in your hands. And the walls come tumbling down. You've had some time to think about is this
0: going to work? What if, you know, you've had time to talk to each other and say, hey, Todd, you you're a professional trumpet player. John, you're a professional trumpet player. Have you ever seen something fall down when you blow this? Like you were blowing it and the walls of the house fell down or, or a tower, maybe a tent. I'll go with the tent. Look, Have you seen anything fall down? I've never seen anything fall down. John tells you. You have plenty of time to walk around this thing and look at it and think about,
1: man, I hope this works. Think about that you don't have much to do with this whole situation, you know. But I'll also think about another story, and I want to read that story to you. And this is kind of a tale of two cities, right? It's in Numbers 14, I believe, I think. And so I wanted to read this because a lot of times we forget the other half of the Jericho story. So I want to read what happened 40 years earlier. That night, all the members of the community raised
0: their voices and wept aloud, all the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is Yahweh bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole assembly. Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephna, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we explored, oh, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If Yahweh is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against Yahweh. and Do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but Yahweh is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of Yahweh appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. Yahweh said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I've performed among them, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. But I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to Yahweh, then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power, you brought these people up from among them. And they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that you, Yahweh, are with these people. And that you, Yahweh, have been, have, have been seen face to face. That your cloud stays over them. And that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness. We'll say, sorry, Yahweh was not able to bring these people into the land. He promised them on oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness. Now may Yahweh's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. Yahweh is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive these, the sin of these people just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. Yahweh replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of Yahweh fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me 10 times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. Not one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this wicked community grumble against me? I've heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares Yahweh, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say in this wilderness. Your bodies will fall, every one of you 20 years old or more who is counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb son of Jephna and Joshua son of Nun. As for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years. Suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. I, Yahweh, have spoken and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community, which is banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness here. They will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before Yahweh. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jethna survived. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Now, notice this part. Early the next day, early the next morning, they set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, Now we are ready to go up to the land Yahweh promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying Yahweh's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because Yahweh is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. But the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from Yahweh. He will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point in the hill country. Though neither Moses nor the ark of Yahweh's covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them
1: down all the way to Hormah. I probably should have backed up a little further and read the report. You know,
0: there was 12 spies sent into the land. and They came back and they told the Israelites, hey, it's terrible out there. I mean, it's a great land. Look at all this fruit we got, this huge grapevine I've got. It's great. It's the promised land. But it's, uh, there's giants over
1: there. I mean, we're grasshoppers in their eyes. We're grasshoppers in our own eyes. And they are giants. And they, they stirred up a fear in the Israelite community. I think fear can be debilitating. You know, it can, it can, it can, take away our spiritual uh, calling. It's hard to hear Yahweh when we're so
0: worried, so focused on all these other things. The day of trumpets is a day, an awakening, a day to get ready and go. That's what Yahweh asked of that first generation.
1: Get ready, right? Go into the land, spy it out, now go. Go take the promised land. Go get it. But they didn't want they to, they, they couldn't do it because they were so scared. They were afraid. And it took 40 years to get over that fear.
0: And their sons and daughters and their children and grandchildren
1: went into the promised land. And we read about the story of Jericho where they walk around the city seven days. And on that seventh day, they blow the trumpet and Yahweh brings all the walls down. You know, I think a couple of different things. I think
0: Jericho can represent the sin that we have all too often in our our lives, that we can build uh, a wall around. That, we, that looks impenetrable, that looks unconquerable. You know, I've already tried it. I've already tried to kick this habit or to stop doing that or to conquer my patience or, uh, or, or my quick-temperedness or whatever it is. But you never tried it with Yahweh, right? A lot of times, we can't do it on our own. We have to
1: have Yahweh... Uh, and his power to conquer sin in our lives. You know, I think we get, we get scared too. and We get fearful. We're all on a journey where
0: we, we're on a journey where we have different, and we're at different places on a journey, right? You might be at the very beginning. You might be in the middle, or you
1: might be at the end of a journey. But trumpets is a day where an annual day where Yahweh
0: announces, hey, let's get ready. Let's get ready spiritually to approach him. Let's get ready to to call on his name as we go towards atonement. Start thinking about how we can address uh, the issues in our life, the issues uh, that each one of us face how we can uh, refine ourselves and then how we can approach the throne and ask for forgiveness for the sins that we have. And then to celebrate, right? Where we can celebrate uh, Feast of Tabernacles. And Yahweh gives us a time that he says, hey, think about this. You know, I see all too
1: often, I see people I think that really want, that maybe they haven't been, to church in a while. Maybe they've never been to church. And I think there's curiosity there and they want to come back
0: and they want to see what it's about, but they feel like, man, it's going to be awkward, but right? it's going to be a little awkward for me to go to church. What is my, my friends going to think about me if I show up to church one day? You know, how am I going to explain that? They know who, who I am. These people know who I am. And now I'm showing up to church and it's just going to be awkward, you know, and I don't want to deal with awkward. So I think we put it off and we put it off and we put it off and we never take a step. You got to go take a step at some point. You have to take a step forward. Yahweh's asking us, I think on the day of trumpets, he's asking us, he's calling us to it. But we have to take a step forward. That first generation died in the wilderness because they never took a step. And then after
1: they decide, after Yahweh says, okay, it's over. You had your shot. Then
0: they decide, I'm going to take a step. I'm going to move. And Moses says, well, Yahweh's not with you. He told you
1: yesterday to go and you didn't go anywhere. He was calling. And you didn't ever move. And they went without Yahweh. We ain't going to do anything without the power of Yahweh. We have to have
0: Yahweh. And I think Trumpets is a day that's spiritually calling us to Yahweh. To his laws and commandments. To his, to his feast, his tabernacles. And to a celebration. Trumpets is a day that many believe... Uh, is going to be prophetically the last great day. There's going to be a sounding of the trumpets on the last great day, and everyone will rise at resurrection.
1: Wendell once said, he was talking about Paul being in prison,
0: and he said, you know, if the the prison bars are open, go in or, or walk out. If the prison doors are open, walk out of the prison, get out of jail.
1: It's the same thing with us. Spiritually. Trumpets is a day where we can, we can refocus our lives. Where we can stop thinking about everything
0: out there. All the different worries that we have. The distractions. We're a society that is full of distractions. Whether it's uh, Pleasures, whether it's our phones, whether it's the news, whether it's whatever, we have a lot of distractions. But trumpets is a day that we can refocus and take a step. We need to move. You're always calling us to get ready, get our minds right, spiritually prepare ourselves. We do have to move if we want to get to the promised land we're in the battle the journey of our lives right I do think that sometimes people feel like, man, I would, I would get baptized, but it's been, I'm 60, I feel like I should have done that when I was 20. Or I would, I would, I would go to church, but you know, there has been a lot of water under that bridge. Or I had an argument with this person or that person. You know, there's, there's not, it's not too late. That's the beauty of Yahweh. I think the mercy that Yahweh uh, has for us, that he gives us these opportunities to come. He's always calling to his people. And we can take that opportunity. Matthew 11 28. I love this verse says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. We carry around a lot of baggage uh, in our lives. Y'all was calling us to let go of that let go of the distractions and take a step in faith. We don't have to do the hard lifting. We don't have to tear down the walls, but we do have to take a step across and into the river. Hebrews ten nineteen says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Yahshua, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of Yahweh, let us draw near to Yahweh with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I just wanted to encourage everyone uh, today to take a moment on this trumpet prepare ourselves spiritually in these next 10 days as we approach atonement and we go into tabernacles I think Yahweh is calling us to prepare ourselves uh, spiritually to get ready to take a step if you haven't taken a step and you feel like it's too late or or you feel like you might be awkward this, this could be awkward don't I pray that you would you would Take that step, take a a leap. May Yahweh bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you. Thank you for the opportunity to talk today. Thank you.